I appreciate the opportunity. I'm just thrilled to look out at this crowd. What a great looking crowd. I mean, well, a great number out there in the crowd. And uh, girls, it'd be fine if it was just you, but there's too many guys sprinkled out there to make it a great looking crowd. But uh, speaking of that, I'm, I'm a little upset about um, something here. I just got, I just have to make an announcement of it right off the bat. Uh, these pictures over here, uh, on the wall, um, you know, you know, four of those guys look pretty neat. I mean, commanding and uh, daring and so forth. And then the photographer chooses to put that picture up on the wall. And um, now I realize we probably could finance the conference if we just auctioned that one off, signed by me. Uh, but... Um, He's up here liking it. I, I don't know. You know what? The rest of these guys look like... The, you know what I'm looking like? I'm looking like, where's the donut cart? <laughs> I think it went that way. <laughs> I was running after it just soon after that picture and got a few of it. No, I couldn't afford to get any more donuts in me because that suit was... Uh, well, that was pretty, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> yes, it was. I think I, I think I added a few extra scenes in it when I was done with trying to get out of there. Not only that, not only that was I was offended by the guys. Uh, we were there. This was a uh, you know jump place type thing when we went there, and everybody else. Uh, we had to go through this little training. Won't go into that, but we had to go through this little training, and it was it was it was clearly specified that I would not be able to jump. Uh, because you know I you know I was carrying the the parachute on the front, and um, I got a little offended about that. In my mind, I'm saying they 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 take tanks out the backside of planes. I've seen them drop them. Why can't they drop me? I, I guess they didn't work in cargo plane status. So uh, anyway, so I'm going to get back at that uh, the photographer there, uh, his brother Dave Bobbitt. He's the guy snapping a bunch of pictures and. He was very happy about himself, and the only the only way I could get back at him is I had him model for the mask up there on that guy up there. That's <laughs> the only way I could get back at him. Take your Bible and turn to John chapter number ten, if you would. We are very excited about you being here. Thankful that you came. Uh, we're grateful, pastors, youth pastors, workers in the church, moms and dads who brought their children to be here with us, and these young people, what a fine group this is, and uh, I'm, I, it's our privilege to, to be here. Now, I'm the first of, of two, Brother Jorgensen is uh, coming up, pray for his voice. He normally would be, you thought, you, you, if you were thinking, wait a second, I remember him leading last year and how much I enjoyed the songs. <laughs> his voice is really rough today, so pray for his voice, he's saving it for the message. Hopefully he can get through that message and then lead us tonight in the songs again, but but uh, we're, we're glad that you're here, and we're thankful that uh, we have an opportunity to serve our Lord in this manner. What a privilege it is to be able to work at Commonwealth Baptist College, to work with young people, uh, many of them, or most of them here, and, uh, and uh, daily, and to train them for the Lord's service. And there's no doubt that, uh, as Preacher indicated uh, last night uh, in his message, and again this morning, uh, we need you in the service of the King. And I know that won't always be full-time service, but, but you know what? I'd like for many of you, all of you, to be willing to do that. Everybody ought to be yielded to that. 
And uh, we make no bones about it. That's what we want to encourage you and challenge you to do during this week. And, and I want to just uh, go off a little bit of a thought last night from what preacher uh, ended up. In John chapter 10, uh, verse... Uh, excuse me, oh, lost spot there. John chapter 10, verse number 28. Verse number 28. I'm going to read three verses here and uh, illustrate uh, a thought here to you and uh, give you some scriptures uh, in, in very quickly later on. But uh, this is our main passage in John chapter 10, verse number 28. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. They're one in essence. They're one in person. There's no doubt that Jesus Christ is deity. But they're also one in purpose in this aspect here in the fact that uh, we have security in Him. Our salvation is not dependent upon me today. It's not dependent upon you, but it's dependent upon Jesus Christ. And that's why he says, I can offer them eternal life, and that's why I'm very secure in that fact today. But as we go on, I want to keep that thought in mind, and then I'm going to preach a message that I entitled, Would You Jump If You Knew the Parachute Would Open? Would you jump if you knew the parachute would open? Heavenly Father, I ask your blessing now in the next few minutes. Please, Lord, may our minds and our hearts be directed to the truth that you have for us, please use today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know about you, when we went there to that place, now, by the way, we, we didn't jump. Brother Davis had, and he may talk about this, he, he did experience the opportunity of jumping out of the plane and the parachute and all that. We didn't. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, it was <laughs> uh, looking at all the pictures, I had a fellow come up in church with Brother Lambert, and uh, he, he was a man who was a parachutist and, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, worked for special forces. So he definitely was a parachutist and told me a little bit about his uh, jumps. But uh, anyway, he comes up and said, you guys really didn't jump, did you? And I said, no, no, we just staged in that. He said, yeah, I could tell by the shoes. Uh, and uh, you can't own those pictures, but we were in dress shoes. He said, yeah, you, no one was going to land. And, and we started talking about parachuting. I, I tell you what, one of the things, though, that intrigued, I, I think, I think I could say this, I think I would like to try it. If they'll find the cargo plane, that'll let me do it. But uh, I think I'd like to try it. Now, there, there, probably if we went around the room and asked how many would like to, to try uh, parachuting or, or, or hang gliding or bungee jumping, something like that, there'd be, there'd be a lot of us that would like to try maybe, I don't know. Some of you would say, oh yeah, I'd be all about that. I'd do that, jump right into it. But probably a good majority of us would say, I, I don't know. Now, some of them would say definitely not. Not not going to happen, not even going to think about it. But, what if they could guarantee you, absolutely, 100% that the parachute would open? I don't know, that would be pretty tempting, wouldn't it? A lot of us that were just sort of thinking about it, maybe, maybe I would, I don't know for sure. If they could guarantee you, 100%, the chute would open, I'd be all about it. I'd do it. How many would be with me like that? If they can guarantee you. Oh, yeah, okay, all right, good, yeah, all right. There's still some of you. There's no way. And I'll tell you why some of you would say no way. It's because they can't guarantee that. Now, the percentages are probably very, very good. I didn't look them up on the computer. I'm going to imagine that most shoots open. Okay? Why? 
world would do it if most didn't. <laughs> well, you have a 40% chance today. <laughs> what? No, not happening. No, I'm sure the percentages are very... Did they tell you? I mean, they... they I'm sure that the great majority of shoes, I'm sure it's one and whatever in the big number out there, but in the back of our minds, wouldn't it be, I'll be that one. Yeah, yeah. More than 10,000. Number 10,000 is right here, right? Because they can't really guarantee it, we just say, ah, I'm not sure about that. I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that. That fellow who was telling me, I was talking to him about the parachuting. Now, again, he's special forces, and he says, yeah, I, I don't jump it much anymore because, uh, because I got all, uh, well, I got all banged up in a halo jump. I had no idea what a halo jump was, so I said, what, what is a halo jump? And some of you guys who are uh, efficient in that area probably knew exactly what I was talking about, but it was a high-altitude, low-opening jump. That's what it meant, halo jump. I said, so what, what does that involve? That doesn't mean much to me. He says, well... Uh, we did it at night. You jumped out of a plane with an oxygen mask somewhere around 25,000 feet. And you open up somewhere right around 1,000 feet. Good night. He says there's no backup shoot because you wouldn't have time. If your shoot doesn't open, you're done. I said, so what happened to you? Why aren't you jumping? He says, my shoot had trouble. And he didn't go into full detail in it, but basically, as, as the way it sounded, about half shoot opened on him, and he had to cut away a strap, or, or it wouldn't have done that even. And so he lands and uh, crushes the half of his body. Well, that encourage you to jump, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> now, he says jumping off a little uh, square parachute would be like doing this. This is I, it's, I didn't even know the terms, but he said square parachute would be like jumping from here to there. I could do that. Now, that's what he described regular parachuting as. Okay? Not what he was doing. His was suicidal. <laughs> there's, no, there's no doubt. But that's what he described. He says if, if you had a certain, if you had to do a backup shoot, it'd probably be more like jumping from up here to down there and, uh, and doing that. Don't worry. And... Uh, <laughs> At least not yet. I gotta have a safety net first. And um, so uh, he said it'd be like more like jumping that kind of distance. Oh, I could do that. I mean, that's not. I mean, even if it was emergency, I, I think I could handle that. You know, if I was running, you know, maybe, that'd be okay. But what he did was was much more dangerous. I said, yeah, it sounded like that. That still didn't encourage me. Why? Because whether I'm here or there, if that chute doesn't open, it's not like it's there or there. <laughs> it's like it's from way up there. He couldn't guarantee, nor can any of the world guarantee, that the chute would open. We're going to ask you, and we are asking you, to take a leap. A leap into the service of God. That's the theme this week. A leap, if you would, we use the term a leap of faith. But young person, let me encourage you. While you would take this leap, you're not doing it recklessly. You're not doing it without assurances at all. I find in the Bible, and all the way through the Bible, and I just want to use this one illustration of how God holds us in His hand. I started doing a study. Too many verses to even share with you. As a matter of fact, I just went right, I just cut it right down to the book of Psalms. I'm not going to have you turn to all of these. You may have Psalms ready. We may turn to a few. But the hand of the Lord in my life. I see a picture as Christ used the illustration that I am in His hand. That, that, that I am in the Father's hand, 
that they're in agreement about this and because of this I have eternal life. I know today that my eternal destiny, my home in heaven is secure through Him. And by the way, young person, if you do not know for sure that if you die today, you'd go to heaven, you can settle that today. Oh, I know you've heard that, and I know that I know you've heard that in your youth groups, and I know that you've heard that maybe from mom and dad or or stuff. But the fact is, you can, and you don't have to wonder about that. Of all the decisions that would be made here this week, the best one for you would be to receive Christ as your personal Savior. Oh, and this whole room would rejoice. I wonder what they think about me. We'd rejoice. We'd be so happy about that. Everybody in here. I mean, you talk about an amen. Now, young person, if you don't know that for sure, you can settle that. Talk to us after the service. Talk to your youth pastor. Talk to that person that brought you. It, 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 it is it, it's very simple. And it's secure. It's a 100% guarantee. But, you know, I find that not only is my salvation in my hand, my life is in his hands. And what amazing hands those are. The book of Psalms tells us that his hands are marvelous. There is might in his hands in Psalm chapter number 89, verse number 13. Psalm 136, verse number 12. Thou hast a mighty arm. His hand is valiant. It says in Psalm 118, verse 15 and 16. Thou hand hast doest valiantly. Valiantly. Full of righteousness in Psalm 48, verse number 10. He's the Creator in Psalm 138, verse number 8. The whole world truly is in His hands. We sing that as a kid. They got the whole world in His hands. Remember that little song? He really does have the whole world in His hands according to Psalm chapter number 95, verses 4 through 5. Psalm 102, verses 25. It's a mighty hand. It's an amazing hand. It's a hand that turns itself against the wicked. God brings justice for the humble against the proud. In Psalm 1, chapter 10, verse number 12, God avenges the poor and the fatherless upon the wicked. In Psalm 10, verse number 14, He has judgment to the wicked. In Psalm 75, verse number 8, His enemies are subdued. In Psalm 81, verse 14, by the way, His enemies and my enemies are the same. That means not only will He go against the wicked, He'll come to my defense. He hears from heavens and saves with strength, according to Psalm chapter 6, 60 verse number 5, and Psalm 20 verse number 6. Are you getting the picture that God's got a mighty hand? He delivers us from trouble in Psalm 144 verse number 7. He gives us a deliverance uh, from His hand in Psalm 78 verse number 42. He gives victory. I like that. Don't you like to win? He gives victory in His hand in Psalm 98 verse number 1. His arm, it says, hath gotten him the victory. Wait a second. That's the arm that we're asking you to realize. That when I launch out to serve God, that's the arm. That's the hand that you're in. He saves those that put their trust in Him from any enemy. Psalm 17, verse 7 says, Show thy marvelous loving kindness. O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee. Against those that rise up against Him. Wow, what a blessing that is. Psalm 44, verse number 3 says the same. Psalm 18, verse number 35. God upholds me and supports me with His hand. I I think His hand is a hand I can count on. It's the same hand that delivered uh, the nation of Israel from the mighty Egyptian army, Moses said. It was His hand that brought them out. It was His hand, that good hand upon me, that Ezra and Nehemiah built the wall and built Jerusalem. It was His hand. It was His hand that we find uh, holding the uh, the hands of the uh, the Israelites 
thrown into the fire. It was God's hand that sustained. Elijah said it was his hand upon me that caused him to have the power and the might that he did. Paul said it was his hand upon me that gave him the ability to preach and to reach a continent and a world that was didn't even know about God. And yet he went forth with the power of God on his life through his hand. You see, see, God's hand is able. I like what it says here. It says, uh, not only is that, it's, 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 he just gives you good things. You know, sometimes the world, young people think, and within their minds they think, boy, I know, but it, the, the world seems to have so much to offer. Oh, it can't offer anything, even close to what God can offer to you. I'm going to read you some of these. A lot of folks are concerned about, uh, you know, their uh, their provision and their needs being met and, and enjoyment. Now, uh, a lot of times that's a selfish motivation, no doubt. But can I just read you what God will do for you with His hand? Psalm 116, verse number 11. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In Thy presence is fullness of joy. And at Thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. You know why they're pleasures forevermore? Because they're not temporal. That's the only thing the world can offer you, young person. Just a few moments, a fleeting moments, a fleeting years of some enjoyment in their pleasures, but that's all. And by the way, there's always a cost that comes. They give you the pleasure first, and then the the check for them comes later. But in God's hand, there's pleasures forevermore. Fullness of life and pleasures forevermore. I like that. Boy, I tell you what, hey, thou openest thy hand, Psalm 145, verse 16 says, and satisfiest the desire of every living thing. Do you want to be satisfied? I mean, truly satisfied? Now, by the way, we had, we had all had a wonderful gift given last, last night. Get out of the car and all of a sudden, one of the, uh, brother, uh, Combest down here comes running up to me, the bag of popcorn. Amish country popcorn. Man, it is good. If you've never had it, talk to them. Thank you so much, church, for that. My wife, she was more excited about seeing the popcorn than me last night after service. And uh, we're going to enjoy that today. It was a little bit too late to enjoy it last night, but we've got that. Now, that is excellent. That is, that, that, that's wonderful, that excitement, but it's, but it's, but it's temporal. And, and, and you know what? I don't know about you, but popcorn fills you up without filling you up. You ever notice that? I love to snack on popcorn, but I don't want it for the main meal. Because it, it, it's filling, but it doesn't, it doesn't quite satisfy. Well, that's what the world do to you. It offers you some stuff, some junk food, that fills you, but it doesn't satisfy you. I like what God said here. His, he, he satisfieth the desire of every living thing. You see, this hand you can trust in. Now, wait a second. Moses could trust in it. Paul could trust in it. The prophets could trust in it. These preachers can trust in it. Your preacher can trust in it. You know what, young person? You can too. 100% guaranteed. No man could do that. No church could do that. No religion could do that. But God could. 100% guaranteed. But you know, instead... Many young people would want to trust on the philosophies of the world, the friends of the world, the things of the world to hold them up. Let me, I need some help here, fellas. Let me ask, talking about the Combest Church here, let me have you two fellas. Come on up here if you would. I need you to stand facing each other. Your name is again? Jason. Jason. I should know that, but I, I'm bad with names. What, and your name is? John. John. 
Jason and John. So JJ Day. JJ. All right, here we go. Now, what I need you two to fellas to do. Now, this don't don't. You, this is nothing funny. That's why I can trust you guys. All right, need you to lock on each other's elbows there. Okay, lock and on the other hand there. Okay. Now, keep it locked. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna jump off, and you fellas are gonna you're gonna catch me. You ready? You locked well. Oh, now see. Did you see what they did? I thought you guys were my friends. What is that all about? You won't do that again, will you? Oh, man. Caleb, come here. You sit down. Oh, man, I tell you what. Caleb's my boy. Now, if anybody's going to, I can trust anyone. It's my own boy, right? All right, you guys lock out. All right, there we go. Okay, all you have to do is catch me. Okay? 250 pounds of rippling muscle. Here it comes. Ready? You look nervous. You okay? All right, that's it. It's okay. Look, they—it's amazing what the medical world can do nowadays. I mean, it really, is they'll set those things in place excellently after this is done. All right, so here we go. Ready? One, two. Now wait a second. I would look at those guys. Wait a second. Now wait. Hold up. Put your hands down. They were still locked. They were locked in fear. Even though they obviously were willing when Jason wasn't. I probably just, it probably would have been a Three Stooges moment. Can you imagine that? I'm coming through the middle of these two heads. Go boom, just like that. I don't know if they thought they could do it, but I sure wasn't going to trust them holding me up. I mean, obviously, fellas, that's no insult. I just did. But I was going to, matter of fact, if I got the first two rows out here and I had all the fellas go out there, there's no guarantee that when I jumped, I'd be in their arms. I'd be a little worried about that. As much as they would try, it could be, it could be testing their strength. Thank you, gentlemen. Now, wait a second. Young people, you're wanting to go off into the world is just like trying to jump into their arms. The world will say it'll be there for you. Hey, doesn't matter. Just just take off. Just take a running start. We'll be there to catch you. And how many times have we seen the end results of a young person's life destroyed because they trusted in the world? Destroyed because they trusted in their so-called friends. Destroyed because they trusted in their own ability. But on the other hand, we're asking you to take a leap. Into God's hand. And can I tell you this? He never has missed. My life is secure in Him. Now, have you ever been, you ever been in a place where it's dark and you can't see anything and you don't know how far down the bottom is? You ever been in one of those kind of scenarios and you're thinking, it doesn't matter if it's from here to there. You ever notice that? You're doing this. And you can't see a thing and, and all of a sudden you hit and so, oh, you're going, oh, I'm glad it's dark. No one saw me doing that. That's embarrassing. God's not going to ask you to jump here first from there to there. But I tell you what, we're just asking you to take a little bit of jump into the arms of God today. I can tell you, He'll catch you. You're secure. You're safe. Did you not see just from the book of Psalms? Didn't read all those to you, but gave you verse after verse that said, God is there. He's a mighty arm. He's a man who delivers. He's the arm that is, gives the strength to conquer the enemy, to give you victory, to sustain you, to support you, to uphold you in His hand. 
<clears throat> and as time progresses, there may be, but, but Brother Young, what about that jump? Don't worry about that. Because God's able to catch me from here. Right. Still anything shake? <clears throat> God's able to catch me from here and from there. I'm not, I don't trust my legs, so I'm not going to do it. But the fact is, no matter what the step of faith God wants you to do, He's there to uphold you. And He's never lost anyone. 100% guaranteed, young person, you take the leap of faith, and God will be there to support you. They couldn't do it. These fellows couldn't do it. Even though they wanted to try, there would be no guarantee they could hold me up. But God can hold you up. There's not one in here who could testify, Brother Young, God failed me. We could all testify how we failed God. But not one person would be able to stand up and honestly tell you, God failed me. Because He never has. And young person, He won't fail you either. Would you take the leap, Brother Young, if they... Guaranteed you that parachute to open? I'd sure like to think I would. I'd like to try it, but they can't give me a hundred percent guarantee. Young person, there's someone who can. And the same one who holds your eternal life in his hands would like for you to hold on to his hands every day. By the way, not only that, I, one last illustration. We were in an ocean setting. I was a very small child. My parents warned me, and probably some of my the older folks warned me, there's a, there's a tide that will take you out. It will just carry you away. Don't get too far out in the water. It, 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 it will take you. And, uh, and as a young child, adventuresome as, as, as we often are, I got too far out there. And uh, and I realized all of a sudden that, and I was a young boy, but I realized all of a sudden I didn't have the power to swim back to the, I was I was in that pole, and I was heading out to sea. But the fact was, the my dad was a little farther out, and and knowing what could have happened uh, without me even thinking about it, he was already in a position that if I got tugged away, he was there. Now, in my little heart, there were some anxious moments there. In my little heart, as I was realizing I was beyond what I could do and I'm getting pulled out to sea, in my little heart, I was a bit anxious. Then all of a sudden, in my frantic moment, I looked and there was Dad. You didn't have to tell me held on to his hand. <laughs> Just like that. But wait a second, it wasn't really me holding on to him as much as it was him holding on to me. And I realized that that hand that loved me, that hand that was strong and mighty to save me, kept me from going out. Young person, I want you to hold on to God's hand today, but I want you to realize more than that, He's holding on to you. You can trust Him in His will today. There's no one that loves you more, that has done more for you than God Himself. And it's His will that we want you to say, I'm willing to open my heart to. I'll take that leap of faith because it's, it's guaranteed. God will sustain you.
Heavenly Father, be with these young people. As decisions as the call is made, may it be hearts and minds be open and willing. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.